Hello and welcome to this episode of Life on Rails. I'm Lucy Wright. And I'm Juliet Maxim. We work in PR at Greater Anglia and host this podcast all about one of the UK's largest train companies. In this episode, we speak to Dame Trot, aka actor Richard Gauntlet, who has a starring role in this year's Panto at Norwich Theatre Royal. I am a very, very busy person, plus I'm obviously chairwoman of the Norwich WI, obviously. And I do play in their basketball team. Wow, I didn't, I didn't expect that. <laughs> Our resident fairs guru, Ken Strong. You can either go out clubbing, spend all night raving in London and have a bit of breakfast somewhere and then jump on the first train back in the morning. Or you can have a bit of a lie and hotel breakfast and then come back at a leisurely time mid-morning. Alan Neville, Greater Anglia's Community and Customer Engagement Manager. They were rewarded in the autumn uh, with the arrival of a spectacular coloured moth, which is actually normally only seen on the south coast. And Keely Lopez, Head of Business Readiness. Trying to launch new trains during a global pandemic was not something I'd factored into the planning, but we did it with so much commitment and hard work from everybody within the business. Lucy and I will also be hosting a Mythbusters section all about the train service at Christmas. To kick things off though, we're going to speak to Ben Brandon, Greater Anglia's Train Planning Manager. For today's Meet a Member of Staff, I am joined by Ben Brandon. Ben manages our team of train planners, and it's perhaps not a well-known job. When people think of the railway, they think of drivers, conductors, station staff. I don't think people would immediately think of a train planner, but train planners are so, so important to our organisation, and we've got a really great team here. So, Ben, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. For anyone listening who doesn't know, can you just tell me a bit about the train planning team, the role of a train planner, and the work you do? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, so basically the train planning team are in control of creating the timetables for the railway, but as well as that they create resource diagrams, so that would be deciding what train is going to be working on which leg of each journey, but also what train crew, so drivers and conductors, where they're needed, and they will try and um, diagram those as efficiently as possible to get best value for money for the taxpayer. So every single train that runs and every person working on that train that comes from your department yes yeah I mean well I say everyone everything everything planned um uh, comes from my department anything that sort of happens on the day disruption is dealt with the control department who do a stellar job of getting things going again but yeah everything planned all journey times all connections and and not just with our own trains but meeting in with other talks making sure we're not clashing with freight everything like that um yeah my team deals with ben you just said talks there can you explain for anyone listening who doesn't know what is a talk okay a talk is a train operating company there are also fox which are freight operating companies sounds like a massive tetris puzzle it sounds stressful yes it, it can be it can be stressful when you've got very tight um timelines to deal with uh, so things like when we've been doing planning for the short notice events and things you know you're really up against it you're trying to get a plan in so that you can let the customer know what the timetable is going to be um, as quickly as possible but with all the checks and processes we have to go to and the specific rules we have to follow um, it's not always as easy to respond as quickly as we'd like. No I think that's a really important point because sometimes you're working months and months in advance when you know what planned engineering works are going to happen but then sometimes we might get notice of a a very large event a, a football match a concert which is being held in a couple of weeks and if possible you try and put on extra trains don't you? Yes, yeah, where, where, where we can, we'll, we'll try and put on additional services. Um, where we can't put on additional services, we'll try and strengthen all the trains that are running around that route to try and give as maximum capacity for the customer as we can. 
Is that an easy thing to do? I think people think, oh, there's an event in a couple of weeks. Why can't you run 10 extra trains? Uh, no, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you know, we'd love to put on as many trains as we can, but there are some very strict guidelines we have to follow when we're planning. Um, it's all part of the network code that Network Rail provides. So on a certain section of route, if we give the West Anglia route as an example for events happening at Tottenham, there are certain limits like headways and things where you're only allowed to have a maximum amount of time between each service that you run so you can't get any closer than two minutes to the train in front because of the signal system that works there's a finite number of trains you can have running in that in that time and I think it's just worth saying for anyone who doesn't know because I wouldn't have known this unless I worked for the railway we can't just write a timetable and go and run it we have to write it and send it to network rail and bid basically ask them if we can run those trains is that right Yes, yeah, we, we, we bid our timetable to Network Rail, who are the custodians of the network. Um, they will then sit there, look at what we have bid. They will make sure it doesn't clash with, with other TOX and, and FOX and then give it back to us. And we also have sort of rules on the amount of trains we're allowed to run. You guys do such a great job, you and your teams. It's not an easy job, but I'm a big fan of the train planners. What's, what's the best part of your role? What's the most satisfying thing? For me, it's, it's, it's the team. And I know that sounds a bit corny, but they are such a good team to manage. Uh, it makes my life very, very easy in that I know that whatever gets thrown at us, they are such a strong team and they're willing to pull out all the stops and do all they can to get the requests done and over the line. But yeah, it's just a joy to work, work for them. Oh, yeah, I work for them. They don't work for me. <laughs> it's all good. That's such a nice thing to say. I wonder if Juliet says that about me. <laughs> that's great thank you so much for joining me ben that's okay thanks for having me it's december christmas is coming and whether you're heading to london for a party meeting up with friends or going to the capital to see the lights we're going to help you get there for less we've got two tickets london evening out and london night out which offer great savings and here to tell us all about them is our fares guru ken strong welcome back ken thank you for having me back Happy Christmas and happy birthday, because you are indeed born on Christmas Day, aren't I, you? I was, yes, this is true. So just tell me, what is the difference between the London Evening Out and the London Night Out ticket? Well, the London Evening Out ticket allows you to go, it, it doesn't cover the whole of our network, but it covers the lines from Norwich plus the branch lines and from Clacton and towards Colchester and into London. And it's a ticket to take you into London for, as, it's, as the name suggests, an evening out. And you can go any time after 1400, two o'clock in the afternoon, and return any time after 1900, seven o'clock in the evening, until the last train that evening. But the important point is that the outward train is, is booked like an advance ticket. So you're, you have a, a specific train booking on your train towards London. But on your return, you're free to take any train after 1900, seven o'clock in the evening. So it's a very flexible ticket at a very good price, £25 return and 39 for first class. So that's really good value. Can people buy them online? Where can they be bought? They can buy them online. It comes up if you put in a search so that the times of your journey fit the times of this ticket. It will, it will show us a, a valid and available ticket on the GA website or the GA app. And you can also buy them at the ticket office. And whereabouts can people use them on the network? Because they're, they're not for everywhere on the network, are they? No, you can use them on the Norwich main line into London. So Norwich... Uh, Distal Market and Ipswich into London, also on the Clacton line, Clacton towards Colchester, 
and also the branch lines that connect in with those services. So from the likes of Bury St Edmunds and Lowestoft and Yarmouth and Sheringham and so on uh, to travel into London. So someone can buy this ticket, it's £25, and they can go to London and back for £25 from Sheringham. Yes, that's right. It's very good value. There's really good value, isn't it? It is. And how about London Night Out? Tell me all about that. Well, the London Night Out ticket is very similar, except, as the name suggests, you actually spend the night in London and come back the next morning. On the on the outward journey, it's the same as the London Evening Out. You have to have a specific booking on a specific train. And again, it's after uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 1400. And then you stay the night in London and you can come back on any train between the start of service and 12 o'clock, except on a weekday you can't travel between 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock inclusive. Okay, so allows a bit of time for the hotel breakfast and a bit of a lie-in and then come back. You can do it You can do it either way. You can either go out clubbing, spend all night raving in London and have a bit of breakfast somewhere and then jump on the first train back in the morning. Or you can have your hotel breakfast, a bit of a lie-in hotel breakfast and then come back at a leisurely time mid-morning. I think that sounds perfect. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you. It's time for our new train slot, and this time we're joined by Keely Lopez, Head of Business Readiness at Greater Anglia. Hello, Keely. Good morning, Juliet. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. No problem. So I've got to ask you, what is business readiness? So business readiness is all about getting uh, the business ready for a certain project. In this case, getting the business ready for the delivery of our new trains making sure all departments within Greater Anglia are joined up, understand the plan of action and are basically making sure we are ready to introduce the new trains onto the different parts of our network. And it's 191 new trains, isn't it, in total that we're getting. How did you get the business ready for all of these trains which are longer than the trains that they replaced? They are indeed, Juliet. It takes an awful lot of planning that started quite a few years ago now. We needed to make sure that the infrastructure for starters was ready for the introduction of the new trains onto our network, that all of our colleagues across the business were trained and briefed on the new trains, that our planning departments were very clear on how and when we'd introduce each new train onto what route, onto what part of the network and how they would be serviced and cleaned, for example. We also had to consider the removal of our older trains, so our legacy fleet, how and when they would be removed and when they would be returned back to the owner. And when you talk about getting the infrastructure ready, what what do you mean? Do you mean the stations, the signs, all all sorts of things like that? Yes, many different elements to that. For example, uh, stop boards where the the driver stops at a a platform to make sure all the stepping distances are are, are compliant, for example. What, What are stepping distances? The, the gap between the train and the platform. Now, recently, you've involved the PR department in a large piece of work, which is getting people ready for longer trains at stations where the platforms aren't as long as the trains. Yes, yeah, that's correct. How did you work out what carriage people need to get on and off at different stations? So, as you said, some of our new longer trains are longer than the platforms at a certain number of our stations. Initially, an assessment of each platform at each station in each direction was undertaken and then confirmed by a process called route proving, where basically you take the train itself of all the different lengths that that train can be out to each platform at each station in each direction that that train can can travel. And then that confirmed 
the initial assessment that, that was done. And basically, we used this information to advise customers before the trains, the longer trains in particular, were, were launched by various different means, as you refer to. The train itself, via the passenger information system, will tell customers how far forward or backwards they have to move to be able to alight at the next station. The information screens on the platform also have that information. The announcements at the station for each individual surface also have that information. It's on our website, there's posters at stations. We've even, as you know, launched social media videos to advise customers of how to how to know where to be to be able to get off the train. And also we provided onboard support for the first four to six weeks after we launched our first uh, longer trains. I I think you've done an incredibly thorough job on it. Do you think customers have appreciated it? Initially, they appreciated the onboard support in particular, people actually being there, telling customers actually to be able to, this is one of our new longer trains, to be able to get off at the next station, you need to move forward a few few coaches. I really think they appreciated that initial support when the first longer trains were launched. Such a huge amount that goes into getting new trains, isn't it? I mean... I think if you don't work for the railway, you have no idea about the complexity. There was was an awful lot of work that went into the introduction of the new trains, yes, correct. So so what would you say has been the biggest challenge in getting ready for new trains? So I think what we've just discussed about launching longer trains that are longer than our platforms, where that's never been the case before, that was a challenge about thinking about how we would advise customers and when we've tried every, every way we can to, to do so. But I suppose also COVID, trying to launch new trains during a, a global pandemic was not something I'd factored into the planning. But we did it with so much commitment and hard work from everybody within the business that assisted in the launch of the new trains. Well, well done, Keely. I think you've done a great job. Thank you, Julia. I'm sure the customers who do seem to love our new trains appreciate it because, you know, even during COVID, we managed to train drivers and we introduced so many new trains on new routes that it's a transformed railway. It so, is indeed, yes. So thanks very much, Keely. Thanks, Julia. For today's Mythbusters slot, I'm joined by my co-host, Juliet Maxim, to discuss one of my favourite topics, Christmas. We're going to be talking about Christmas on the railway. Welcome, Juliet. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you. We both love Christmas, don't we, Lucy? Oh, no, we really do. I love Christmas so much. Mm, it's brilliant. Yeah, Christmas trees, sparkly lights, sequins. Oh, you can't beat it. Everything. Not everyone is at home having turkey, tinsel, tree on, on Christmas Day, are they? Because some people are still working for the railway. We have people in our control centre on Christmas Day, don't we? That's right. We don't run trains on Christmas Day. It's the only day of the year when we don't run trains, but we've still got people working. We've got people in control, like you say. We've got them in the depots, preparing the trains to go out on Boxing Day. And we've got people on call, you and me on call, press on call, but also people who are concerned with our buildings, IT, security. And remember, the railway is a 24-hour operation and although we're not running on Christmas Day there may be freight trains there may be network rail engineering trains especially as Christmas is a good time for engineering works of course and like you said earlier 
we have people in the depots getting the trains ready for the next day. Boxing Day, we only run Stansted Express services, don't we? So airport services to and from London. That's right, because traditionally across the whole country, not many people used to travel on Boxing Day. And so the railway as a whole decided not to run services on Boxing Day, except for specific services to airports, because airports are still working and people still need to get to them. So our Stansted Express service, the quickest way to get to Stansted Airport from London, still runs on Boxing Day. And a question, not from me, from our listeners. Um, This question gets asked quite a lot. Why is there always engineering work at Christmas? Well, good question. There's not many people travel at Christmas, People tend to take a couple of weeks off if they can. So we don't have our commuters travelling. People tend to just stay at home. And so it's a really good opportunity to get some engineering work done because it's inconveniencing people the least. And it's also because there are so many bank holidays and holidays, it's um, a good long stretch of time for network rail engineers to really get stuck in. So for network rail engineers, it's it's not a great time of year. They, they certainly aren't spending Christmas with the families they're spending Christmas making the railway better for all of us and what should passengers do if they're thinking of traveling at Christmas definitely check before you travel is what we always say it's not just that there may be some engineering works there's also bank holidays and on bank holidays we run different timetables and of course if you are Um, going to travel and as engineering works doesn't mean you can't travel it just means that part of the service is by a bus and the rail replacement bus service is a very good service and if you want to find out more about them listen back to episode seven of the podcast to find out all about them brilliant thank you so much julia and happy christmas happy christmas to you too and to all of our listeners In this episode's Greener Anglia section, I'm here with Alan Neville, Greater Anglia's Community and Customer Engagement Manager. Alan manages our team of station adopters across the network. Welcome, Alan. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. So tell me, what is the role of a station adopter? So a station adopter volunteer is, as it says, it's it's a volunteer. And um, we're just absolutely privileged to have this great big team of people who are helping us constantly um, on and around our stations. It's about asking volunteers who come forward to help improve a station or to increase its positive links with the communities. And we've developed this initiative now over the last 20 years uh, to the point now where we have actually over 300 station adopters and 126 stations actually adopted. Oh, wonderful. I know that people listening will have seen some of the work of our adopters as they travel through. They look really beautiful. There's a lot of work which is done specifically to benefit the environment as well, isn't there? So tell me about some of the initiatives because we've had a few bug and bee hotels. We've had all kinds of initiatives to save water, to rewild some areas, to give it back to nature, haven't we? Absolutely. And certainly this is something we've developed in the last few years. We've got some really amazing things out there. We've got bee and bug hotels on stations, aplenty. We've developed lots of water saving initiatives with lots of water butts and intricate pipe work, fixed waiting shelters, etc. Which actually, if you like, um, harvest rainwater because we have these days to do the best for our environment. 
And we're also doing some uh, work with Wild East and wildlife accreditations. We've recently created a new category at the Annual Adopter Awards, haven't we, which is focused on innovation and the environment. So can you tell me a bit about who was the last or the first um, first group to win that award? (laughs) Yes, we recently created this category for the awards and it was an idea I had uh, because I knew that all the time our adopters were coming up with some very, very special ideas focused on the environment and focused on innovation. And I wanted this to be recognised. So in actual fact, uh, we've had a highly commended, which was Thetford, and um, a special award, the winner, which was Shelford. Now, at Thetford, there's a whole team of people who've been focused in 2022 on developing little homes for, um, for birds um, on the station, Again, with with the work they've already been doing in terms of um, planting plants and foliage, which will attract uh, wildlife. And our winner, Shelford, or what can I say about Shelford? Just the most amazing twosome there, Phil and Catherine, who've developed a wildlife garden on the edges of the station, behind the fencing. And they record all the wildlife, the bees, the butterflies, the moths, which actually come to that garden and all that is noted in a special book which is in the ticket office with the photographs which are actually uh, pinned up against the wall for people to actually see. They've chartered the arrivals of butterflies and moths um, over 2022 and, and, and our customers just absolutely love it. And in 2022, late, later in the year, they've started to develop this special moth garden, which will attract oh, special moths. Um, and in actual fact, they were, were rewarded um, in the autumn uh, with the arrival of a of a spectacular coloured moth. They sent me the picture, which is actually normally only seen on the south coast. I don't think people would think of a rail station being a place to attract a rare moth. Well, they don't know, but in actual fact, on either side of railway lines, apart from the, the area where there's housing development or towns or cities, huge amounts of areas of grassland, trees, shrubs, etc. And as my colleague once said, these are the motorways for our wildlife. I love that. So it's just amazing that our adopters want to work with that and develop these station ideas. And if anyone listening would like to be an adopter... Do we have any any openings? We do, and if they go onto our um, onto our um, website and look up station adoption, they'll find the details on how to how to contact us. Brilliant! Come and join us. We would love to have you, Alan. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much to all of the station adopters for their continued hard work. We really, really appreciate them. Thank you. We are in a very special location for today's travel surgery. We are back at Norwich Theatre Royal with Dame Trot. Good morning. Good morning. How lovely to be here. <laughs> so early in the morning. I, sh- I would have still been in bed, I must be honest, but I'm up, I'm up now. You've got me up. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You are in this year's um, Norwich Theatre Royal pantomime, yes. Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk, yes. 10th of December, we open to the general public. Um, and then we run till the 7th of January. So Excellent. we're really looking forward to it. Lots of opportunities to see you over the festive period. Yeah. Oh, yes, everyone's got to book their tickets now, I think, I suggest. Otherwise, they won't get the seats they want. Exactly. And that's the important thing, isn't it? Very much. So we want to just find out a bit about you today. Oh, yeah. And so we work for Greater Anglia, the train company. Oh, and then lovely. we're going to send you on a destination. We'll find out a bit about you, find an appropriate destination and send you on your way. Lovely. That would be splendid. Does it have to be in Norfolk? Um, it doesn't, no. No, it depends. it depends. No, I'd prefer it in Norfolk, but I just wondered if there were any parameters, you know, where I couldn't go to, say, 
don't know, the Seychelles. Not qu- not quite the Seychelles. We can manage London. Oh, London's good. Um, or or like Felixstowe, that's close yeah. to the Seychelles, yeah, isn't it? In, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about you. You live on a farm in Norfolk with your son Jack, don't you? Yes, we live on a little dairy farm called Trot's Dairy Farm. <laughs> Ooh, great name. Which, yeah, I know we sat around for a long time <laughs> thinking of that one up. Uh, but we have one cow called Pat, um, and we run a dairy business. Yes, it's all very lovely. Oh, lovely. It sounds idyllic. How's it going? How's business? It's going all right. It's going all right, you know. But we do have a dreadful giant. That's our only problem at the moment. We have a dreadful giant. We're trying to get rid of him. Oh, but no. that'll all happen. It'll all happen. It'll only take a couple of hours, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so dreadful about this giant, then? Well, it, because, giants are dreadful because they're dreadful, aren't they? They're just big. They're just big and they get in the way, don't they? You are the most glamorous farmer I've ever seen. We have a lot of farmers in well, Norfolk and they don't all look like you. No, well, I think I think the fashion's gone out of farming. Uh, it's taken a few years, but the fashion's gone from farming, which I think's a pity. I really do. I mean, you know, all those young farmers, they're, they're asking for a decent <laughs> suit, aren't they? Don't you think? Well, asking for a decent suit, but no, but no, check. they just get muddy, don't they? So they don't. I think it's a shame. I like to put a lot of fashion into farming, mm. so which is why I wear sort of uh, different dresses in different entrances, really. Mm. <laughs> a lot of dresses. And I've heard this year's pantomime, there are a lot of dresses. Yes. Well, I think it's... I, I've, I've always done it. I've always come on in a different dress every time I come on. So um, we, we've got to keep up tradition, haven't we? And now I'm sort of... Um, uh, approaching uh, my sort of mid to late 40s. No. Thank you. No, um, never. That's the correct response. I, <laughs> I have been thinking a lot more about my clothes, obviously, and the little lady that makes them for me. And she's been beavering away for some new creations this year, so we're looking forward to showing them off. Oh, we're yes. excited to see them. Oh, good. And how do you keep in such great shape? Oh, I, I go swimming every morning. Every morning? Sea. Every morning in the sea. I have a nice swim in the sea. Um, I don't. I don't run. Yeah, mention jogging to me. I run a mile, but uh, <laughs> I I do like my Pilates and and me um me Zumba Zumba rhythm. I like that. That's the latest one. The Zumba rhythm. Yeah. Zumba rhythm. Yeah. You, yeah. Presumably you dress up for that too. I mean, you know, leotard. No, um, just just stretch fabric. You know, <laughs> really you don't really have to dress up for that, do you? It's more like dressing down, really. You're very busy. You have a son. You have a farm. Pilates, swimming daily. How do you do it? I just, I like to keep myself busy. You know, the days go quicker, don't they? You're not sitting around doing nothing. But I am a very, very busy person. Plus, I'm obviously chairwoman of the WI. Um, the Norwich WI, obviously, and and I do play in their basketball team. So Ooh. very busy. Wow, I didn't I didn't expect that. <laughs> and you make a lot Neither of a lot of jam, presumably. Then as well. make an awful lot. No, we don't make jam. It's a dairy. It's oh, a da- has she been out before? <laughs> it's a dairy. Oh. You know, that's all milk goods. But I thought, you know? as a member of the WI, yeah. no, 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 no. We don't do that anymore. That's all. That's all disbanded. WI, they're not allowed to make jam now, are they? I don't think they're allowed. Just basketball. Just basketball. <laughs> it's the WI basketball uh, club, obviously. Obvi- obviously. Obviously. <laughs> so. I would say what do you like doing in your spare time, but I don't think you have a lot of it. I don't have a lot. Don't have a lot of no. spare time. No, any no. any time for a husband, partner, boyfriend. Well, my husband has left me. Unfortunately, oh, he no. um, sort of disappeared. Why. He disappeared. Um, it's unknown. It's unknown to the reason. But um, I am presently looking 
Um, but um, we'll see if something pops up, shall we? Anyone who frequents the farm, maybe anyone, anyone at Pilates? Well, there is someone in. Uh, yeah, there is someone, but mm-hmm. I, that I'm sort of um, that I'm sort of uh, sort of keeping an eye on at the moment. Um, but you'll have to come and see the show to find out who it is. So well, we, you know, very keen to get you on our trains. Um, I imagine oh, you could become an influencer. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 they do have first class. Uh, cabins oh well obviously only first class for you dame trot thank you do you like traveling by train i do i love a train i love it you can sit back with a book can't you i do love a train or nowadays with your i suppose one of those new tablets that you can watch television things on yeah you can plug it in i do like a train yeah i do like a train brilliant um now we are thinking i mean just look at you i mean you're splendid i mean what you're wearing your makeup your hair it's just incredible so we want to send you to london london so, yeah yeah i'll go and see like london london would be nice we could take in a show we could, could. <laughs> take in a show taking a show after maybe a trip down new bond street you know, new bond street the, the uh, shops yeah the designer shops because i mean you just you are obviously you know a designer person aren't you yeah but don't woman. it doesn't mean to say i i never frequent george <laughs> <laughs> you can't be asda you can't you can't yeah i know Primarni. oh ex, i mean superb <laughs> for school uniform for jack, young jack you know oh. oh yes so so we propose we're going to give you a first class ticket that first class just a different experience with you in the cab <laughs> um and yeah so down to london we'll send you there for maybe um maybe one of our london evening evening out tickets do you think lucy yes so london you, evening out yep what time's the last train back may i ask so there's london evening out london night out so you can either come back on the last train which right. is um half past 11 or you can even stay over and then get the hotel breakfast the next day big fan marvellous that's definitely the ticket for you and the destination for you and all I can say is London look out (laughs) London will be lovely but in the meantime you're going to be at Norwich Theatre Royal from December the 10th until January the 7th January the 7th yes yes, you're going to be there all the time all the time daily shows Yeah, there's lots of different times, so you've got to look at the times. Um, but if you want to come, yeah, come. We're all here all over the Christmas period. And it's we're not Christmas really without Panto. It isn't. It's, I don't know Christmas without Panto. No, you really don't, do you? <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining Pleasure. us today. Enjoy London. Are you going to be taking Jack with you or somebody else? Probably not. No? Uh, probably not. Solo trip. Someone it, special <laughs> that you've got your eye on that you may Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. If he happens to pop onto the train, <laughs> who knows what will happen. Oh, dear. <laughs> have a good time. Thank we'll you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That brings us to the end of this Life on Rails episode. We hope you've enjoyed learning new things about Greater Anglia. If so, let us know on Twitter at Greater Anglia PR and leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. Life on Rails releases every other month, so we'll be back then for episode nine. While you wait, follow or subscribe to the podcast and visit our website at greateranglia.co.uk forward slash podcast for more information. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.